Do you know if you said February 1st, 2020 or 2021? Because the paper says 2020. Oh, <laughs> oh you know, I, that you're right. I did, I did say that. Okay. Let's... <laughs> okay, let's see here. That's just we just need the first slide again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what year it is. Okay. Sometimes it does feel like that in pandemic time, you know, like what day is it? Yeah. What year? Yeah, what, of course. What administration are we dealing with? Um, okay, so I'll say that line just that line again. Yeah. Here we go. Welcome, friends. This is the Underground Writing Podcast for the week of February 1st, 2021. I'm Matt Mallion, Director of Underground Writing, a program offering creative writing workshops in at-risk community settings. We work in places in which people have been speaking but not heard, thus resulting in voices forced underground. And I'm Alvin Shim, producer for the Underground Writing Podcast. On our podcast, we share writing crafted in our five underground writing sites. We're recording this on January 25th, so, um, you know, Alvin, I'm still thinking quite a bit about the inauguration. Everyone I've talked to about it has expressed relief, um, as if a great weight has been lifted off. And to be honest, I feel this way as well. Uh, everything's not perfect, but I do feel that weight has been taken off. Did you watch any of the inauguration, and how, how have you been feeling about things? I caught the tail end of the inauguration. I saw the, I, I heard the speeches, I heard the... I, I've heard other people express this, but I feel okay saying I kind of feel a little numb to it. Um, I wish there was relief. I, I kind of feel more of a cynicism about we let this go on for four whole years. And now I, I don't believe I can't accept the change that's that we've all been hoping for and working for for so long. Uh, maybe that'll kick in later. I've like I've said, President Biden, I've seen the things that have happened um, on day one, according to executive order. But I don't feel that um, I don't feel that that sense of joy and and lightless lightness that I had hoped for. So tell me, tell me more specifically, what what does that feel like for you? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't describe it as joy uh, in the sense that I'm. I, I I guess I would describe it as relief, like mm -hmm. that. Um, I'm hopeful that the change that is needed can begin. I'm hopeful that um, the previous president has moved on um, and is not the 24-7 focus of news and that sort of thing um, as much at all. Um, so I'm, I'm relieved. I guess, I guess my, over, my overarching feeling is relief, um, but it doesn't, because we've had this transition in leadership, it doesn't mean that all the problems are solved. Mm -hmm. You know, the country is still polarized. Uh, there are still so many things to address. Um, and as you and I were talking the other day, like, it's not like, you know, a call for unity and getting together. It does not mean that, you know, there's a lot of discussion that needs to happen before that can happen, you know, pre mm -hmm. pre work to do before that can happen. And so I feel, I feel less weighty, uh, as if a weight has been lifted off, but it's, it's more kind of a sense of relief. And is it specifically relief that the inauguration event occurred without more, uh, violence and aggression and, and guns being waved around and people dying? That, 
that is obviously yeah. uh, not to make light of it. I mean, that's very helpful. Yes, I mean that was great that that happened. I, I thought that was I, nice for us that we could experience yeah. a political it, transition. Well, and power. That, that gets to a point that I think we're seeing like everybody is so excited about normalcy, mm-hmm. you know, that things aren't things aren't crazy. So we're just so grateful. But it's just like things are normal or more normal. Not they're not normal in the sense of the pandemic is still going on and there's a lot of restrictions, but more normal as far as like civil conversation and just mm-hmm. a president up front saying, you know, polite, decent uh, presidential things. But I'm still concerned for our country. I, I didn't think violence would happen during the inauguration uh, because there was so much um, guarding against that. I'm worried now just about the country moving forward and being so polarized and um that I don't think things have, I don't think we've seen the end of that sort of action that we saw on January 6th during the the electoral uh, vote verification mm-hmm. and storming of the Capitol. I think, I don't think that sort of thing is completely over right. at all. Um, hopefully not at that level, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful because the last president has moved on, but I'm, I'm very, I guess I'm very tentative and cautious about, um, how it will look and how fast it can happen. And, um, because the country is still so divided, um, you know, I worry about the, I still, I have plenty of concerns. Like I think most people do. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, this, that kind of provides a nice segue into reading a couple of pieces from the Dear America chapbook we just released. Um, and this chapbook is a selection of student writing that's occurred over the last couple of years and talks about basically in different forms, one form or another, letter, poetry, prose. Uh, They're basically letters to uh, America about what students are feeling. And we ran that prompt a number of times in our workshops and uh, collected some of the writings from that. Um, I'm going to read, first piece I'll read is um, called I See America Crying, um, and it's by Tamara from the Skagit County Community Justice Center. After Walt Whitman, I hear America singing. I see America crying, the times they are ready for a change. Sorrow has started taking its toll. Pain lets us down, feeling like we're alone. America, you and I are not all that different. We all want happiness. We all deserve to smile and laugh. The times are ready for a change, to tell each other positive affirmations to show proof that laughter can be contagious, and laughter is a good remedy for the heart and soul. America, you and I are not all that different. The times, they are ready for a change. Again, that was Tamara from the Skagit County Community Justice Center. And then we're going to read another... Uh, piece. Do you want? Do you want to read this one, Alvern? Do you want me to? Yeah, I, I'll. I'll take a. Okay. I'll take this one. This is also from the Skagit County Community Justice Center. It's from Anonymous. It's called Dear America. Dear America. Thank you. There's no place I'd rather be. You give me shelter when I need it. You feed me when I'm hungry. You heal me when I'm sick. You allow me to raise and support my children. Most of all, you rescued me from myself. Thank you, America. So that that kind of covers the spectrum that's included in the chapbook. And they're quite different poems. 
there's the a certain level of critique, a certain level of sadness, um, and a certain level for a desire of change. What did, as you read that second one, Alvin? What what do you kind of? I mean, maybe fairly obvious, but what what, mm-hmm. what themes do you see in that, and and how does it feel? How does it feel for you to read that in our current context? My first thought um, in our pre-recording powwow, you said uh, the first one's a low criti- critique, the second one is more. Uh, positive and i read it in my in my cynicism in my depression perhaps and like nope they mean this ironically every bit of this is not true in our little town on our way on my way here to matt's um, office recording studio i saw people without shelter i saw hungry people i saw sick people uh the stories that we hear from the community justice center from recovery sites from the oasis daylight center where homeless teens come and spend the night they have their fair list of issues just trying to stay in operation uh, i don't know I, i'd like to ask more questions for for the author for anonymous but i don't know that america does these things it's not the story that i hear yeah yeah and tagging um not to talk out of both sides of my mouth but maybe to to do that a little and tagging out what you said like i think it's also the second poem is also a critique of America in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, if the person was saying it straight ahead without irony, it's a critique of how far we are from that ideal, I think, mm-hmm. for most people. Yeah. And also, as you're reading, I was thinking like America, America doing this for this person is really, when you think about it, it's other people doing that for this person. Mm-hmm. And people are what make up America. And, and where are we as a people? if we're not taking care of each other. Um, what does it also mean when, when the person saying these things to America, you give me shelter, you feed me, you heal me, is incarcerated? Yep, yep. True enough there. You allow me to raise and support my children. Buddy, what are you talking about? Well, I, I, I will say this. <laughs> I remember a workshop and it could oh you remember the <laughs> well i don't know i don't know i don't okay. know if i'm remembering the workshop that this exact poem was written in but i i do remember a workshop where we did this prompt mm-hmm. and there was a student and it was at the jail uh the the justice center and there was a student there and he was um he had immigrated from a different country and as people were sharing their poems or their writings when he he took a turn, volunteered to read his own. It was very. I don't know if it was this piece, but it was it was similar to this piece, um, in the sense that he was very thankful to have immigrated here from where, uh, I believe it was from Eastern Europe, somewhere somewhere around there, and just to be out of the context that he came from. Wow. And so it was it was this mixture of a, a guy being in jail, incarcerated, very limited because of that, mm-hmm. and very. Th- yet very thankful to be in America from, you know, immigrating from uh, the country that he did. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was a strange experience to have him read it. And, and to, I think in that workshop, at least he was the only, he was the only student kind of to offer a piece of writing that was, was more kind of along the positive lines, mm-hmm. um, which it was just interesting. Cause as we did the dear America pieces, they really lent themselves towards uh, what you might call public mourning or sadness or critique. And so the few students that wanted to offer something different, they always stood out just because it was a different kind of angle on things that I think was 
it was good for me at least to have that kind of complexity involved. And I think hopefully for the other students and, sure. and we try to, we, in the chapbook, we weave those in too, just because I think it's a, a fuller perspective than we might have otherwise. Should we read them? Let's read them again. Okay. Okay. Uh, I see America crying after Walt Whitman. I hear America singing. I see America crying, the times they are ready for a change. Sorrow has started taking its toll. Pain lets us down, feeling like we're alone. America, you and I are not all that different. We all want happiness. We all deserve to smile and laugh. The times are ready for a change, to tell each other positive affirmations, to show proof that laughter can be contagious. And laughter is a good remedy for the heart and soul. America, you and I are not all that different. The times, they are ready for a change. Dear America, thank you. There is no place I'd rather be. You give me shelter when I need it. You feed me when I'm hungry. You heal me when I'm sick. You allow me to raise and support my children. And most of all, you rescued me from myself. Thank you, America. What's been going on in the world of underground writing? Well, there, there are quite a few things. Um, is underground writing doing anything new uh, in early 2021? And uh, the answer would be yes and no. Uh, we continue with our two main pivots of the pandemic time, which is transitioning to e-deliverable workshops and uh, number two, the weekly publishing of student writing on all our social media platforms. New things on the programming side of underground writing include the release of our new chapbook, Dear America, a new collaboration involving the Migrant Leaders Club site, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and continuing to work uh, on our forthcoming initiative, Letters to a Young Inmate. So just to clarify, listeners, we've been uh, in this stage of uh, pandemic workshops for since March last year. Was that when it started? That is when it started, yep. Okay, so before that, for a long, long time, we were going into the five sites in our area, um, going into the local jail, going to Juvie, uh, recovery sites, Migrant Leaders Club at the Mount Vernon School District in, in their various buildings, um, YMCA Oasis Daylight Center. We'd go in person, and no one had a mask, and we'd be able to sit around the table, see each other's faces, laugh with each other. Oh, my gosh. What a dream. What a dream that was! It, it was Alvin. And I, you know, <laughs> remember I, how good that was. <laughs> I find I find myself sometimes like if I'm watching a movie or something, I I am I'm thinking like, how are these people in the same room without wearing a mask? Yeah. You know, I'm like it's just become such a part of our psyche. That's that trauma I, anxiety, man. <laughs> I, Deal uh, with it. <laughs> but yeah, we really we really missed that. We um our first workshop ever was July eighth, two thousand fifteen, and we went for almost five years in-person workshops, you know, between 125 and 150 usually per year, which is a lot of workshops yeah. and a lot of in-person time. And uh, we make no bones about it that what we're able to do now does not compare with that. Mm -hmm. It's something that w keeps us going um, or keeps us in contact with the students and it's what we can do. But we really miss that. Um, it is the workshops and the sites are really the core of our program. And uh, so we're, we're missing that. Um, we're focusing on some other areas right now. 
which is also good, uh, but we'll be super glad to be back with our students. Yeah, we dearly, dearly miss, and we did not take for granted the the honor of being able to to meet with and and commune with our our workshop students. So we miss you all very much. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. But in the meantime, we have we have work coming in. We have writing being done, um, and they're being released in these various uh, chapbook forms. And if you are a student and listening to this somehow um, in some shape or form sometime uh, and you have not received the workshop that we've sent to the site, please let us know directly and we can send you one. Uh, we'd love to, to hear from you and uh, love to hear f f more writing from you as well. So uh, keep that in mind. You can email us at info at undergroundwriting.org. Uh, the second thing. Uh, Migrant Leaders Club is currently working on a new collaboration with photographer Marilyn Montefor, or Montefar. Um, and Marilyn lives and works in Seattle. Last summer, uh, she purchased a copy of When the Dust Rises. We mailed that to her. And then in subsequent months, she got really interested in both uh, the work of both Migrant Leaders Club and Underground Writing. Uh, she reached out to the, the club uh, to begin a conversation uh, with Marco, the uh, coordinator there, about taking some photographs of students for an exhibit. And then we were pulled into the loop a couple of weeks later when the conversation started to be about, hey, we'd like some accompanying writings with these photographs. So what we're doing is um, a couple of weeks ago, we had photographs um, out on a local farm here. There are four or five students involved. And the theme of the collaboration is how the pandemic has affected the students uh, directly, the students and their families. And they can interpret that how they want. There's a lot of freedom for the students to kind of discuss discuss whatever they want around that general theme. Uh, the photo, so the photographs have been taken, and now we're currently working on the accompanying writings. Maryland has connections at both uh, galleries for University of Washington and galleries in New York. And so at least in those two locations, these photos and writings will be exhibited, uh, and we will keep you posted about how you might be able to access that online um, or... Um, see it in person if you happen to be in Seattle or New York. Uh, what's next for the workshops? Uh, the simple answer is that I think as we just, Alvin and I were just discussing, we're kind of waiting alongside our workshop sites for when they can begin again. Uh, and just to reaffirm, the workshops are the core of our program, which means if you're listening, students, you are the core of our program. That is what underground writing is all about. Uh, it is about you and your voices and we're here for that. So we continue to move forward as we have been with the e-deliverable workshops and online publishing. And we're also concurrent with that, carrying on on the administrative side of things, just the normal administration and communications and project management. How can you help? How can you, the listener, help? Uh, maybe a question you have. Uh, how can you encourage students? How can you encourage uh, this to continue? And uh, as always, we would really like you to help us amplify student voices. How can you do this? Well, you can spread the word about our work, our students' work. You can follow us on social media, check out our website, listen to our podcast, share that information with other people that you think might be interested. And uh, keep in mind that we're still shipping books. So consider buying books or chapbooks from our store and giving them as gifts to others you know. And finally, um, if you don't know about it already, and Alvin recently created a really cool page on our website for this, uh, we have a, a book pipeline called The Change, and The Change was named uh, by one of our students. It's basically people donate books or buy books and send them to us, and then we pipeline them to sites 
of incarceration where our students are, and that can be scheduled juvenile detention. Uh, in the future, it's probably include Whatcom juvenile detention, uh, Green Hill School, the maximum security uh, prison for youth, uh, male youth in Washington, and also the Skagit County Community Justice Center. So check out the page for the Change Book Pipeline, and uh, you can donate books or donate financially to help that process. And um, it's on the website. So check that out for more details. That's a real practical way that you could encourage uh, the students uh, in their reading and writing and help out uh, with the program. Finally, I'd mentioned a couple more things to keep in mind. Again, just to reaffirm, our Dear America chapbook is now out and available for ordering via our website. Another big shout out of gratitude to Claudia Castro Luna for writing the forward to the chapbook and to the Rick Epting Foundation for the Arts for the publication grant. Also, uh, keep in mind our initiative letters to a young inmate uh, continues in its home stretch mode, and we hope to launch that initiative sometime this year. There's more details on the website about that. We have to stay together, united together, we're fighting. There is no more fear, and there is no more hiding. Because for now, we're surviving, and surviving is living. We are human beings, and we should not be. Today's featured writings are included in Dear America, our new chapbook available now for ordering via our website. A note to listeners, we are still shipping books and chapbooks during the COVID-19 lockdown. You may have more time to read nowadays, and we can send you the good material. So, just a reminder, consider supporting student writing by ordering your copies today. We'll have another episode for you in the coming weeks as soon as we can. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Send feedback via our email address, podcast at undergroundwriting.org. Connect with us via our website, undergroundwriting.org. And spread the word about our work by mentioning us on social media. The Underground Writing Podcast is recorded and produced by Alvin Shim and Underground Writing. You can access it via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other podcast outlets, as well as on our website, where we include links of interest connected to items mentioned in each episode. The introductory music for this podcast is Cool Number 2 by Walt Hampton, as performed by the LaVenture Middle School Marimba Band here in Mount Vernon, Washington. The music you hear at the conclusion of each episode is provided by Luis Lopez, and the Migrant Leaders Club in the Mount Vernon School District. I'm Alvin Shim. And I'm Matt Malian. Thanks for listening. Life is full of misery, just let it pass by. Nothing is impossible except living like Christ. Now I can't give up, cause we're ready to die. <laughs>